Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hip Hop, Let's Talk R&B, and Let's Talk What's Going On in the Community. And debuting over the phone on the podcast, I have a listener, Matthew Chung. He's going to help us with our hot topics, but we're going to get to know Matthew Chung a bit. So Matthew, I'm going to throw it to you. How you doing? Doing great, man. Living the best life we can underneath these current environments, uh, making the best of uh, of a you know of the situation that we have, right? Right, right, right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a listener. Obviously, you've listened to maybe not this show, but you've listened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope well, so, eh, hey, Matthew? <laughs> I like I like the uh, I keep up to date with your Instagram posts, and I'm loving the movement. I'm loving the fact that. You made, you know, you found your passion in radio, uh, something that I've, you know, I've, I've expressed to you a, co- a few times as well that, you know, an industry that I, I would love to get into, barring the right time and everything else. But um, I'm loving the fact that I support your movement on the radio and the fact that you're still keeping that same energy going into your podcast. And, you know, I'm happy that you're you're doing your thing, man. And that's what that's what I'll always support. Thank you, you know what I mean? Thank you so I'll much. Support- that like you kind of following your passion thank you so so much but let's get to know you where'd you come from let's go let's get to know a little bit about you what do you do let's get to know you for sure so grew up in malvern my whole life spent what 27 20 i guess eight nine years there um in the nielsen and finch area um Again, went to went to school in Malvern, grew up, worked right in the heart of Malvern, the Malvern Mall for many years, and um, went went to church there. So again, really got got my bearings. Uh, post that, went to university at Ryerson, got my business degree, uh, all while working full time to kind of finance that route as well. And then you know, God with God's grace, finished with a degree and ended up in the banking system, and. Uh, yeah, I've been with the bank for just oh, I think I think it's eight years this year. Mm-hmm. So quite a quite a career there, and moved around to I think in the span of eight years, I've had my sixth role now, all in different breadths of life. You know, from the from the teller to management, you know, to financial advice, and now working in more of a back office retail support um, and capacity planning. So really getting to see a lot of different areas of the bank and how to make an impact and have a say in your own way. Um, all the while, you know, very sociable person. I love my sports. A lot of softball. Uh, played softball pretty much my entire life. So as soon as I think my first sport that I remember playing, and I'll caveat with that, is uh, when my dad enrolled me into Little League softball way back when and kind of picked that up started my own team with um, my brother. We kind of came together with some friends. Sorry, I can't say my own team. <laughs> Collectively, uh, we had a team, and, you know, for the past 10 years, we've been going strong, and that's just our own social gathering. Been on numerous basketball leagues, basketball teams as well. Played for the played for TD. So, again, uh, really into my sports, really into my social circles, and, you know, now growing with a family, um very 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 excited and happy and thrilled to be a a first-time father over the past four months and 
you know, lucky to be a dad. That's 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 really and truly what it is. And Kids are impressive, man. And congratulations to that, by the way. And congratulations to your newborn addition. Your newborn, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, what do you call it? So, but no, I was like, congratulations to your family. But do you want to tell something that you are looking to hear back? You don't want to jinx it, but do you want to share with the listeners what you possibly might be into in the future? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for alluding to it. I mean, you know me very well, and I'm sure some of the followers on Instagram would have seen it as well. Uh, we, me and my brothers and couple of my close cousins we've actually entered to be on the family feud canada show uh we saw it on their last season and we just like you know what with the, with the group of guys that we are and how laugh you know how much we laugh and how much we enjoy each other's company that this is something that you know we could be we could actually be on there so then i got my brothers together um if you the, i don't know if you've seen it but there's a link on my on my instagram page where I've actually shown the audition tape that I've sent into Family Feud. Um, and it's actually, I told my family that we were pregnant um, by playing a game of Family Feud. <laughs> so they had no idea. They thought they were coming over strictly for the audition tape. <laughs> but I, I kind of doubled back with them and I was like, okay, guys, you'll come over. we got to film this thing quickly and i got to send it in by the end of the week. So I did that. Back in, uh, I think, September or November last year. Forgive me on the month there. Um, So I filmed that, sent it in. um, Heard back earlier this year that they wanted to meet us uh, for our first audition. I'm assuming they loved us because they called us back for a second audition. And then the second audition went, uh, went, we feel it went extremely well as well. Um, So we've heard very, very good positive reviews. So we're hearing, we're, we're seeing the final say will come near the end of August, and we're hoping we're on that shortlist. You know, fingers crossed, man. Fingers Be- crossed. Fingers crossed. And listeners to the globe, around the globe, just to clarify, I'm from Toronto, Matthew's from Toronto, and I won't tell you the city necessarily because we don't want to throw out too much of our personal business out there, but he threw out some cities but that's Toronto, Ontario, and this is for the Family Feud Canada, not for the American. Although Matthew would love to be on the, the American version, wouldn't you? But when the pandemic clears up, of course. <laughs> oh, man, Steve Harvey's freaking hilarious, bro. I can watch that guy in all of his facets. I used to, you know, even from his the Steve Harvey show from back in the day and some of his stand-ups, the dude is, you know, literally that funny as he is on TV, so... I mean that that would be great, but I'm gonna take Family Feud Canada for now because you know that's you gotta represent your home country, right? Yes, and definitely, listeners, we'll follow up with Matthew in the future, and we'll have him back again, co-hosting, or we'll find out when he's selected. How was Family Feud Canada? And fingers crossed, I think they will be selected, but probably due again to the pandemic delay. It's probably going to take a little bit of a while for him to get on, but we wish him luck. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Thank you so much, Donovan. Thank you so much. Now, listeners probably want to know, why do I have a listener co-hosting Hot Topics? Well, I mean, listeners are the one that keeps the show going, and they're the ones that 
support me, right? And it's not fair if I just have a whole bunch of people who are well-known. Why not get a listener's perspective of what's going on, right? So, yeah, so, you know, listeners, we do do this. We do. We break down all the hot topics. What's going on? And this is Let's Talk Hip Hop. Let's Talk R&B. But a lot of listeners want know, too, that this is also Let's Talk What's Going On in the Community. So we're going to get into our hot topics. You ready, Matthew? Let's get it. All right. So we're going to start. Now, this is, was in Canada. Listeners around the globe. And the states, this was in Canada, this incident. I'm a same-sex couple photographer denied two same-sex people that wanted to get married. I believe they reached out to Cameron. I believe it was Caramount Pictures. They had reached out because they were engaged, I believe, for a year. And then wanted to go through with the whole wedding and... Well, basically right now with wedding season within the pandemic, I mean, it's very less 50 people and then 100 people. You know how it is right now. Listeners in in the stage we're in, it's limited people. You know how it is, listeners. I don't want to explain on and on and on. But my point is the photographer said, I think they reached out. So this was what the photographer said. And I don't even know the names of the two women, but I mean, that's not really important. But listeners, you can look up the, these facts and no, I'm not making it up. These were all in the news. Uh, be- I believe they responded saying, thank you for contacting us at Caramount Pictures. So the two women reached out. So they got the response back from Caramount Pictures. Congrats mm-hmm. on your engagement. You must be excited. I say this with much care because I know that your union is incredibly important to you, but we do not film homosexual weddings. Wishing you good health and peace during COVID-19. I, I, Matthew, now, my first thought when I read it over and over again, it didn't sound that bad. But the only thing I didn't like was, you know, we don't do, like, you don't, like, it's hard to explain because I kept reading it over and over and over again, but it was pointing out that we don't film homosexual weddings. Something in me just didn't sit well with me with that. The response was genuinely, they tried, but I just didn't like the response. What do you think about that response when you get, when you would get, well, not you, but I'm just using you as an example, if you were to get a response like that? I don't know. It's, again, it's, a, it's, it's one of those topics that people have, people hold their beliefs close to their heart, whatever that belief is. Uh, the response itself to say that I don't, you know, I don't do that type of wedding. I don't do homosexual weddings. It's, you're right. It feels like they try to fluff it up. They try to butter it up. And then they, it's like, well, the real reason we're not doing it is because you're homosexual. And yeah, yeah, I, you know, it's 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 one of those topics where people who, you know, believe a certain I don't want to even say right or wrong or believe a certain lifestyle is not acceptable to them. Yeah. are going to do that in every facets of their life. Yeah. So, yes, you know, it 
do I, you know, as a business and it's, it's a wedding, I'm in a photography and I'm in a business and it, it's, I'm filming a wedding, then, you know, that is the nature of my business. And, you know, same-sex marriages is something that's getting, is more and more accepted, getting more and more accepted and more and more recognized by different bodies of governments and whatnot that you would expect the business in this field to be more open, open to it. Right. Um, but again, you cannot, you cannot, I don't want to say you cannot fault the photographers, but you, it's like their, their beliefs is, I think it will boil down to they they, they feel they're not going to do a good enough job as well. If they know that something that they don't believe in is happening in front of them. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very catch 22, Matthew, because it's like, I see what you're saying. It's like, as a business, though, and this is what, like I said, when I read it over and over, it's like they try to, they try to be as polite as possible, but just the wrong thing came out. Now, okay, and I'm going to put myself in their shoes for one minute. If I was them, I would have just lied and said, we're booked for the next year or two. Couldn't they have said that, Matthew? They honestly, they could have said anything underneath the sun. Like, I, you know, we appreciate you reaching out at this time. Again, they could have lied, and you can't. You know, at to some degree, are you going to fault them for being honest and true to themselves? Like, what if you know that is their relief, and that is a. Like, at the same time, you could have saved a lot of face and probably gained at some future business because they came out and openly said it to you in the most. You know, in the most, I guess, if you want to say, copacetic way, right? Like right. keeping the parties happy. But at the same time, if that's something that they truly believe in, if that's something that they're gonna, and you know, they know they're not gonna do a good enough job because they don't believe in it, or not even that, they just, you know, they don't believe in it, so they don't want to be around it. Then, wouldn't you want them to tell you that at the same time to say that you know what, I don't use these people going forward ever again for anything that's going to any of my life stuff, you know, my life events. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's, it, it, it definitely came off mm-hmm. a wrong way, but you know, are you going to fault them for kind of being those people being true to themselves and saying that they did, you know, they don't want to do this topic. Like they don't want to, they don't want to associate themselves. Again, I'm not saying that there's a, a, a right and a wrong in this situation, but at the same time, they just kind of, they kind of just, you know, drop the knife right on it, on the topic, right? Yeah. We tried to, I tried, listeners, I tried to reach out to Cameron, Cameron, Cam Mount, Carmont, <laughs> Carmont Pictures. Oh, I struggle with some of these, say, these names. Carmont Pictures. And I couldn't, like, find anyone. Even CTV tried to listen. CTV tried to reach out to them, too. They couldn't get them. And this was in Canada, listeners, for the, those listening in America. This incident happened in, Ca- in Canada to Stratford women. They wanted to get married, and they were denied. Now, my thing in this, agreed or disagree, okay, Here's the thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to throw it to you in a minute. Sure. I agree with the, okay, with the way that they straightforwardly let them know that 
no, we're not doing this. But I disagree with the part where they said, we do not film homosexual weddings. And apparently, this has not been the first time they've done this. This company has done this to people. Caramount Pictures has done this to a second set of lesbian couples too. And they got the exact same response as well too. But... I agree with them being true and honest because, like you said, wouldn't you rather me tell you the truth than just lie to you and be a hypocrite? What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, I again, I agree because let's say they ended up, let's say they ended up shooting the wedding, yeah. But deep down, they really don't, they really don't agree. Like those, the, those photographers don't agree with what they're seeing. Then they're not gonna. I'm and, I'm and I'm speaking for my wedding photographer and getting to know them and kind of you know spending a few days and co contacting them over the course of a year, right? Getting to know your couple, and I, and I think I get this about a photography, but I don't. I may not know because I'm not a photographer at all. Yeah. But getting to know your couple and to know like the little quirks between them is a part of the joy in the moments that they capture. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? Like, with anybody who has a certain zest for their personal uh, business or whatever their case is, right? They're, they want to see the joys and the little intricacies and, and the joy of you, you know, being marveled by the moments that they capture. Mm -hmm. Now, if this company is coming up and saying that for whatever, you know, the reason that they don't do homosexual wedding, which, again, in 2020, right? <laughs> but... If they're coming up and saying that, and they're telling you that up front, and let's say they did do the wedding, they're not going to be half as interested in capturing those perfect moments, and ultimately going to leave you, the the person who booked them, you know, with you know dissatisfied quality, mm, right? Right. 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 And I'm, and I'm just saying that because when I went through w w and getting to know my photographer and. A very good, a very, very close friend of mine did my engagement shoot. And, you know, he enjoyed, like, the, 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 amount, the amount of jokes we were able to have, the conversation we were able to have, you know, the, the sheer fun of just saying, okay, pose like this. Okay, pose like, he genuinely showed an interest, uh, uh, if I may plug him, DCN Images. Just a, just a great individual who did our engagement shoot. Um, he, um, he, again... He, he found joy in the little things. He's like, you know, you guys are an easygoing couple. You guys really show your love for each other. You guys don't mind kissing in front of the camera type thing, right? Right. Really, really, he really, really showed his interest and his joy because he enjoyed what he does. And he still enjoys what he does because he's still in photography. And his work has just gotten so much better. Like, again, um, really, really. And, and again, I wouldn't have known what to do in those situations. But an involved photographer would know what to do and would tell us how to stand and how to move our bodies and whatnot. And if this company is saying, you know, we're not doing this, that's it. And then let's say they did do it and they weren't involved. The only person that's going to be, you know, dissatisfied or uns I think it's unsatisfied, forgive me, <laughs> would be the actual couple yeah. who's going to get, you know, quote unquote, bad photos. Right. Yeah. And by the way, what do you call it? The person named Kara Hemstra from Caramont Pictures 
We tried to reach out again to her. We could, or him, her or him, whoever it is. But whoever owns that company, we tried to reach out. If you're hearing this, we can get your statement too. I do take statements because I don't want to say things. And then next thing you know, this is not a gossip show. But we do go by what's in the news and what's in the media. So you can't fault us for talking about these things when they're on when they're in the news in the media and in your face so and with um the couple good news came another photographer did their wedding so i guess it worked out but you know what matthew i'm gonna say and we're we're i'm gonna get you to say if you agree or disagree I'm going to say I agree with the photography company. And not, listeners, before you throw stones at me, they tried their best to be as nice as possible. I just didn't like certain words that they used. It could have been, but if they've done this twice to people, then what they need to do as a business, they need to probably give resources saying okay we don't do this but here's another person that does these type of weddings what do you think about that yeah yeah but i i think if they had you know some type you're you're exactly you know you kind of hit the nail on the head there you know if they do provide somebody else who does with the same with similar quality but I can tell you, like, you know, when, when you're choosing a photographer at the end of the day, and this is just very niche to the photography business, you're going to fall in love with the way that photographer does something or does an editing or does a certain type of shot. or Because every photographer has kind of their niche. And if this couple really like this photography company because of that niche, then, you know, to recommend another company who doesn't, you know, doesn't provide that same type of niche Again, you got to think of it like the customer. I'm always trying to put myself in the customer's shoes. Like, if you know, if this were to happen, what would the customer, what would the paying customer try to not try to get, but what would the paying customer get out of it, right? And if they're gonna get a, a less, a less satis- a less than satisfactory product, then yeah, coming out in front and saying it openly first, I think that was the right approach, mm-hmm. uh, rather than you know months and years of trying to go back and saying, oh, I really dreaded my wedding photos, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a blessing in disguise. Listeners, and uh, to listeners that don't agree with us, Matthew looks like he agrees with what I'm saying. I do agree with the photography company. It's best to be as transparent and straight up as possible. He didn't say or she didn't say we don't do any type. Well, they did say that, but it could have been really rude, like, get the hell out of here. We don't support that. Get the hell out of here. Then I would not agree with that. But they tried to be as nice as possible. I understand people might not like that. The couple didn't like that. They don't do that. But not everybody in, in a business is going to agree to everything. And, and they're going to have to deal with, you know, Either A, they either get more publicity from this because now that their name is out in the media, people are Googling them and looking at their work. Or B, you know, they get that they face the backlash of their response. And that's something with their response that they've issued to this couple. They've either thought of or planned for it. Not planned for it, but, you know, they, they've thought of that, you know, if this does kind of hit the fan with my response then they're living with that response. Like, they're in their beliefs, 
they're living with that response. So that's why they were able to issue that statement. Uh, why they haven't responded to you or the media, that's another story. But, um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't want to face the light, you know, face the light. They don't want to face it. And this is what you people have to be careful. So now look at this, photographer. Look, you said it that you don't do these type of weddings. Now it's cost you your business. And now you're running away, shutting down your Instagram, shutting down your Facebook page. You're nowhere to be found. We've tried to reach out CTV, CBC. We've tried to reach out and no response. Yeah, see, that's that's the that's the other side of it. When you do give a response that, again, in 2020, is not is not that you know not accepted by, or not acceptable, then you face the response. You hear it all the time from small businesses who either kick out a customer too harshly or judge someone before they walk in the door type thing. You hear it, and people start shunning that type of business or that. Not that type of business, but that particular business, small business, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the way they've responded to their public. Yeah. So, Matthew, you're going to say, okay, so are you going to agree with the way the photographer responded? Are you going to disagree? No, I agree with the way they responded. And I'm I'm happy the couple found a a willing photographer to do their to do their shoot. And I'm sure it came out, you know, the way that they would have planned because that photographer would have spent that time and interest to deliver uh, a product for that couple that they would love and cherish for years. Okay, so with the, the panel has agreed. I agree with them. I just, okay, I just didn't like the part where you guys said we don't film. But again, Matthew and I talked about it over and over again. They had to be as honest as possible. It wasn't that bad. They just probably should have used a different terminology or, again, referred them to someone else. Mm -hmm. So that, that is my take on that. Now, moving on, there is another issue. This was in the news, and I talked about this, actually, listeners, a couple of weeks ago in the gospel panel where we did gospel hot topics. I had asked from a Christian point of view, there was a transgendered pastor that was preaching, but she came out in a Zoom meeting and acknowledged the congregation that she was transgender. Now, I said, even, I think I said it in the gospel panel, I said, I'm surprised the church didn't say anything. I'm surprised she's not fired. Or, you know, I'm surprised she didn't get backlash is what I mean. Well and behold, yesterday it was on the news that Ju Junia or June Joplin, her transition name, at a Baptist church in Mississauga, Ontario, again was fired for admitting to her congregation that she was transgender. Now, my question to you, Matthew, is should she have been fired? That's that's a conversation that they they needed to have. Yeah. Again, I, I we it's hard to play the politics of, you know, any business. And I don't know where that uh, that conversation led. And I, and, I, and I, you know, I wasn't privy to this, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Right. Like I wasn't privy to this. Didn't see this news pop up in uh um, I guess in my daily reads and whatnot. So if it's anything regarding, you know, any type of leadership in any organization, you you gotta be, you gotta address those within, within those top leaders of that organization. Right. Mm -hmm. And especially within the church, you know, there's, 
you know, there's certain governing, uh, you know, I want to say parties or whatnot within the church that make sure make sure the church and the congregation run as smoothly as possible to to the especially to the people that they're preaching to, right? So you you, you got to take all things into consideration there. Like, I don't know if the 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 right the right thing to do is just to come out and bluntly fire. Is it a is it a discussion? I. I'm 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 torn on this one, right? <laughs> right, right. Do you want to hear the statement? Okay, listeners, this is what the statement. The church finally responded back. They must have been listening to the show because <laughs> of course, <laughs> because That's I was talking about like. it. And me and Matthew come, and listeners, we come from a church background. I know mm-hmm. all the church politics. I, that's why I say, and, you know, for some listeners that say, oh, well, you seem very conservative. It's not that I'm very conservative about this. I've told listeners and I've told people, when you are an LGBTQ people, can we talk for one minute? Any LGBTQ people out there, I'm not singling you out. But if you want to be accepted in this, and you want to, you know, be a transgender, be a lesbian, be a gay man, be a pansexual, be a queer person. You need to go to a community that's going to embrace you and that's going to love you. Because I said this two weeks ago, you cannot expect to go to a church that they have their standards and then you're going to fight the leadership to change it doesn't work like that businesses are not going to change and i think matthew's trying to say say that too businesses are not going to change their motive they're not going to change their slogan or they're not going to change their values for you what do you think of that um again it's a very i think church like you know churches is such a I don't want to call it as a rigid topic, but leadership, again, leadership in, in within the church have kind of how they want to run their church, right? Right. I, I do think businesses in general will adjust. Uh, it's just when you bring in you know, the, sorry, I always mess up the acronym, LGBTQ <laughs> community. And forgive me if I, if I, if I stuttered on that. That's okay. Um, because I think it's now two plus, right? If I mean, yeah, the I, LGBTQ two plus. Sorry, people. Yeah. If we get it wrong, even me, even me, I get it wrong too, and I don't even, I didn't even know there was plus two. I didn't even know, and some of the terminology still I don't know. I st- well, and people have educated me on when I think listeners, if if you, I am rebel. He educated me on what's pansexual, what's non-binary, some of those stuff I don't know. But continue, Matthew. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's um, it's hard again, hard to change the rigidity of of a church and the outlook because. You know, whoever is looking out for their for the congregation as, as a whole, it's just uh, it's not something. I mean, you can kind of read read through the history books again. I'm not well versed in this of the you know the wars and the battles and whatnot about about you know, LGBTQ plus community within the church, right? Like, I mean, it's not a stranger to a, to a lot of people, right? So to have someone of that community. Um, openly come out and say it, 
the acceptance level based off of all the history that's already been within the church, it you know hasn't hasn't been there in 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 the history, right? So it's hard for them to come out and say, you know, what 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 is our what is our decision going to be going forward? Like no, like, there's no there's no clear answer to that, right? So I I, th- I still think it's a conversation that needs to be had between that pastor and those leaderships and they decide what are the next steps going forward. Um, but again, like to just we're here, we, we see what the news reports, the news reports that, you know, they just, they openly come out and fire this person. Yeah. Again, after one the- month, after one month, Matthew, here's the statement that they had, they had released to the media yesterday. And by the way, the church, if you're listening and if you want to give us a statement or do the interview, because I do think it's fair to get their side. We can't just go and be biased. We can't just only take, you know, the woman's side, the transitioned person's woman the woman i mean who transitioned we can't just take her side but the church did give a response after a month of prayerful discernment and discussions between june and the congregation it was determined for the theological reasons that it isn't it is not sorry god's will that june remain our pastor we wish God's grace and peace as she departs from us. She has preached, and she hasn't been preaching for five weeks, by the way. So when she had came out in June 14th, I believe, of 2020, just um, almost two months ago, uh, yeah, she hasn't been, pre- they took a month to think about it. So what do you think about a statement like that? I don't know. Uh, to be honest, it's, it's, I, I, I don't understand, and I'm going to be completely honest here. Like, I don't understand the inner workings of how the church would come to their decision. And, um, of course, they, you know, they would quote the, again, the theological reasons, right? Um, was there a discussion had? Was there something that she agreed to? Uh, you know, what's, what has changed the way she's preached previously till now? Like, there's all these things that need to be addressed, and, uh, a person in my stance, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of left with my hands in the air on that one. Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest with you on that. <laughs> but you know what she said that um, June June, which is her name, June uh, Joplin. June Joplin said ever since she had came out as transgender, they had not spoken to her, and then they had a meeting, and it was 52 percent, I believe, voted to have her removed. The other 111, I think, or I don't know how the voting works in church either. I thought we pray, not vote. But then again, if you pray and vote, maybe you can come to a, a, a reasonable decision. But <laughs> but I, my point is, what do you call it? My point is that they just didn't get back to her and they just fired her. Like they just had a, a meeting behind the table and they just fired her but they were outvoted though is what i'm trying to say they were outvoted by a lot and there were some people that didn't support the decision but then again back to the photography she found another church that'll let her guests preach there but she wants to remain within the baptist church and preach now 
and I don't mean to talk, you know, religion here, people and listeners. We do talk what's going on in the community. We do. This, that's what this show is about. But my point is that uh, it's hard for me to even th- think what I'm trying to say to. <laughs> if, if I may interrupt there, Donovan, I think, I think it comes back to, not to say the issue with the photography again, but mm-hmm. like if the person, you know, she wants to, she's obviously she came out because she wants to, I don't want to say put words in her mouth, but I think there's some level of honesty there that she wants to be with herself and be at peace with herself. And, you know, maybe she felt that teaching prior um, without letting, you know, without letting the church and letting the congregation know, maybe she felt she was living a lie with some of the things that she was saying um, versus, you know, the person who she was. Yes. Right. And, we don't know because, again, I'm not going to comment on the way she pre- – maybe we don't know if she said these things. So I'm going to leave that topic open to interpretation. But, again, it comes to her being, again, honest with herself. And she's like, if I'm honest with myself and the church accepts me here, um, then I can go on in preaching. Or, you know, to like the other couple's point, do we find a better uh, a scenario where I get a, I get a photography company who's actually interested – in the way you know in my marriage and in my life and in capturing those moments like like her you know am i going to find a church that's going to be open and accepting for really who i am right and that's that's i think that that level of honesty people come to is you know is noble for them to kind of come on and say it and admit that to that right and you took the words right out of my mouth that actually what i wanted to say and i think again i had said that an lgbtq and again we're talking about this that if you want to go to a go to a place where you will be loved and accepted in that because if you're gonna go to a place where they're gonna challenge you on that i can tell you it ain't gonna work i mean you know, it's sad in her case that, yes, and I hear what Matthew was saying, that she felt that she was probably felt com- conflicted living this, you know, it could be a deep, dark secret. And she was crying, probably. She had many a nights where she was crying, saying, I don't know if I can continue being a trans woman and preaching to a Baptist congregation, which 96% of them are not for the LGBTQ community at all. So there's going to be a problem. So my suggestion is find a church where you will be embraced in that and you will be loved in that and they will let you preach. That's what I say. As for firing her, I disagree. And they just they just let her go saying, you know, we wish you the peace of God and, you know, we just let you go. I disagree with that because I think they should be around her. If you're a church, especially, and church people, can we talk for just one minute? Like, you just let her go like that. Don't you talk to her, find out what's going on why you know what i'm saying you know pray with her maybe see what you can do to help but you just kick her up no i can't agree with i disagree with that i i agree maybe that they do have a standard yes and i understand there's rules in everything but just to kick her off it's no different from a person who let's say we're going to use church that is having premarital sex and wants to keep preaching. All right, like this, 
there's so many other of those lines that kind of you know people if you want to say that people cross and then you know where who's to say the that that which line is right which line is okay to cross and which line is not right right like it's um I'm, I'm all for i'm all for the people that you know that are going through whatever situation they're going through and being in management you always want to have that discussion um you always want to you know approach the person you always want to kind of you know feel out the situation um again your decision may stand and you and you have every right as the organization as the organizational leaders you have every right to for that decision to stand but you also have a right you know to that to give that person the opportunity just again to have that open conversation yeah right yeah so in this, you, you said it yeah so in this one i'm sorry church I disagree with the way you had fired her and you didn't talk to her. That's a disagree. You should have came to her or you should have arranged a meeting before this got publicized in the media. Now the media is turning their own spin to it. God knows, especially some of those media outlets, how they turn this. And I mean, the church's response, I mean... I understand what they're saying, but if you're not raised in the church culture, you're thinking, what are they talking about? Discern for discern for discernment. We pray prayerful. Uh, okay, after a month of prayerful discernment, like if you don't go to church and if you don't know anything about church, you're not gonna know what that means. As <laughs> though yeah. so, I disagree with the church. I agree that she was very honest with the congregation, letting them know that, you know what, congregation, I'm transgender or I'm, you know, etc. I agree with the honesty. Obviously, something must have compelled her to say that, right? Yes. Whether it be her own, whether it be her own intuition, whether she had a meeting with her family, whatever the case may have been, yeah. um, she, you know, something, something with her to compel it for her to say that after how many every year again i don't know the story yeah. so i don't want to comment in too detail about something i don't know right yeah um but would you agree with the approach of the church firing her would you agree or disagree if the if you had seen that situation transpire i mean i i, I think i alluded to earlier is yeah you, you have the conversation that's mm -hmm. you know you start there and you, you 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 get you you get whoever it is the, the management the again the organizational leaders I'm not sure of the titles and you know the of who overlooks who and whatnot but you get you get those people to kind of come to the table and say okay look this is what you've said you've come out you know let's have a conversation about it and then let's decide some next steps that's that's the way you go about it right and mm -hmm. your decision again your decision may still stand. Yeah. It's like okay, so how do we, you know, if that, you know, that's if the, if that's the decision of the you know of the leaders to say that we cannot have you preaching here as someone a part of this community, again, that's that's on them. That's the way they choose to run their their organ. You know, I don't want to say organ, sorry, their church family, right? If that's the way they choose to run it, then that's how they run it because those are the standards that they've set, and those are the you know the rules that they have. They're following from years and years and years of. You know, operating a church, right? So if that's their decision, that's the decision. But again, 
but at the end of the day, you know, we're all people, Donovan. Like, yeah. We really are. Yeah. We make connections with people. We show our love for people. We, we, you know, we discuss. We learn. We grow from other people. You can't. You, you, you treat people like people at the end of the day. Yes. That, that's going to be my, you know, my two cents there. Yes. So you disagree. You would disagree with the way the pastor had fired her. Yeah, with the way they passed it. Not, not the fact that they, you know, they made their decision, but the me- the methodology yes. of, of the decision, right? Yes, and I agree, I agree with you on that. I think there could have been a better way. I do agree, again, that she was honest with the congregation. That yeah. I agree yeah. with, because I'm and, not going to... Yeah. She would have known that there may have been some, some backlash, right? Yes. Yeah, June, we talked. June, we talked. I mean, two weeks ago, I had told and I had said with Sarah, Ms. Sarah G, who was co-hosting with me, I said, you know, there is going to be some backlash. That's why I made it clear and I had said, and I would say this to anyone and anyone in that situation right now, if you're feeling or if you know you're in that or not even in that, but if you know you're going through that, go to a place that's going to love you, embrace you and support you in that. Because if you try to challenge the leadership, <laughs> you know, Matthew hears my voice. It's so tiring. You're going to have a long, tired, stressed out. It's even stressed out talking about it, but moving, almost moving. So Matthew is going to agree with, what do you call it? Her, you know, coming, uh, acknowledging that she was transgender, gender to the congregation and not lying, right? You agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. People, you know, people want to be honest with who they are, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's that, right? Yeah. So moving on, whew, those were half the show. <laughs> I know. First time listener, you have me go through the, the grind, the meat grind on the first two I... questions. <laughs> well, Matthew, you know what, though? You know what? I, 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 I enjoy a listener's perspective because, hey, you know, these we, we're going through the hard trenches. But let's ch- talk into a lighter note here. The sports. Okay. Baseball basketball, hockey, they are all returning. What are your thoughts about the do you agree sports teams should be coming back while we are in a pandemic right now? Man, I I, I feel like without sports, a part of us was missing, man. I, I'm, I'm on that side of the, on, on that side of the bubble, right? I know there's so much going on, but I have to say I've you know, praise the way the NBA has kind of taken its toll with everything and creating. Yes, you're creating in Florida. Yes, there's all these numbers coming out of Florida. But, you know, you at least from the outside looking in and from what it sounds like from the players, you've created an environment where there's strict testing, strict rules, strict policies, and you're given the player, you gave the players an opportunity not to play, and players are still there wanting to play. Right, so I think the NBA has has led has you know has led the way in terms of how to bring sports back with a very controlled environment, and I'm 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 personally happy to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you agree with the NBA coming back, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's my thing on the NBA. 
I mean, I, I love NBA. Don't get me wrong. I love NBA. And by the way, listeners, I'm trying to work with, what do you call it? There's somebody, a CTV reporter who's into sports, Joe Tilly. We're trying to get him on the show. We'll try to get him on the show to cover a week of sports hot topics. Trust me, you're going to want to listen to that show. But my point is the NBA coming back, oh, I don't. I, the, for the safety, I'm just scared. Some more, And a lot of players have this virus still. That's what the NBA don't tell us. A lot of these people still have the virus or fighting it off or getting it. I mean, I know that the NBA has taken the steps, and me and Matthew have talked about it off interview, that to have a bubble. But how many people break that bubble, Matthew? And then next thing you know, oh, shoot. They got the coronavirus. Well, again, with the with the level of testing, I, get, I mean, if I was a player, I don't know. I've never been through the test. I've never, you know, I've never, luckily, knock on wood, I've never actually encountered anyone who has um, has actually contracted the virus. Let me you know what the test is. But I have friends with the health injury just say, you know, it is it is kind of evasive, especially in the, you know, where they do the swabbing in the nostril. It is a little bit evasive. But the excessive testing, I think a report came out earlier this week to say that no players actually have the virus. Yes. So I heard right? that. So, I, again, we're not in this bubble. We're not close to the bubble. We we consume the things that the media kind of spits out or the NBA affiliates spit out. And, you know, we're dealing with, we, we you know, we consume that knowledge, right? So if we're saying that no one has had the virus and the daily testing is constantly being ramped up and they're getting tested before and after practice or whatever the case may be before and after a game, you know, then, then they're doing something right. If, you know, you hear at the beginning, you heard this player, that player, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, da, 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 all these people are coming out saying they have the virus, you know, and God willing, they've recovered. But now we're kind of getting into a phase. Okay, guys, you're here. You know, let's make sure we're doing the best we can to make, you know, to make sure we don't either catch it or spread it, right? And, again, they, they really made an example of how to do it. Now, can that example go wrong? I mean, of course, you have potentially three months of basketball to, to live in a bubble. Like, of course something could go wrong. Of course someone could slip up. Of course someone could, you know, <laughs> what we're seeing... With the news report, someone crossed the line to get skipped the dishes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I heard. <laughs> oh, you see, we didn't even talk about that. We, yeah, well, you know what? Maybe I will get on that this week. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 another topic. That's a whole other topic. But like, yeah, there is going to be the ability to contract it from somewhere. Like, you know, it it it, it can happen. Right, but at the same time, if no if no vaccine is found for the next two years, do we stop all sports? Do we stop? Do we stop trying? Do we stop trying to you know enjoy you know a- athletics again? Do we stop trying to enjoy sports again? Like do we do we start shifting life to a new norm? Like again, there's so many variables that if they're if they're trying and they're being very precautious, then. You know, that's what they've done. Wow. 
And you just brought up a good point there because, okay, suppose, let's say, and let's suppose if this pandemic does continue for another two years. Just saying, listeners, I'm not saying it's going to be, but let's say if it does and if there continues to be outbreaks. Do Matthew's right. Do we stop sports? We got to try somewhere. And I, okay, I don't agree. The, I don't think the NBA should come back, but I do miss my NBA. I'm going to say I disagree with it coming back. Agree to see it come back. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm happy for it to come back. And again, like, like you said, agree, happy, happy to enjoy it again, right? Yes. Happy to have that sense of a normalcy with sports it, it integrated into our lives, right? Right. But again, this is coming from someone who's played sports, been around sports, coached teams, played on teams uh, pretty much their whole life. So, again, someone else who has nothing to do with sports would be like, you know, the hell with it. Why, why, why endanger? I don't see the point of endangering so many lives. And that's going to be their stance with it. And, yes, again, the precautions are in place to what we see and to what we consume from the media that it looks like, it sounds like there's a lot of precautions in place. And... On the flip side of that, the NBA is not gonna not gonna want to risk their talent. I know there's a business, and of course there there's money to be made and whatnot, and TV deals and all that stuff. But the NBA is not gonna want to risk LeBron James getting coronavirus. They're no. not gonna want to risk Damian Lillard, you know, Kyle Lowry. They're, they're not gonna want to put these players out in a situation where the the risk is so high where they can't even recuperate from it. Because if they lose a LeBron James, you know, knock on wood, God, God, you know, never wishing this on anyone. If they lose a uh, LeBron James, a Giannis, a, Zucuba, a Kawhi Leonard, then the NBA is pretty much shot. Like, you, you've lost one of your marquee talents that people are going to watch for the next how many X number of years, right? So the, the precautions, I think, were is, is the right approach. If there is a right approach, taking as many precautions as you can. The daily testing and the bubble scenario right now is as best of approach as we've seen in any of our, in any of the uh, sports industries right now. Okay, with that bubble thing, I get they're trying, but I'm disagree. <laughs> I hate that bubble thing so much because there are so many people that disobey that bubble thing and i don't even think all those players are fu but you know what again to what matthew said earlier they must be doing something right if they can bring it back they must have planned it so again happy to see it return and but i disagree with it coming back listeners <laughs> and you disagree with it coming back right no i'm i'm i'm, I'm happy to see it back man i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I, I am a sports guy. I'm happy to see it back. I I, I got to go on the other side of the uh, other side of the table on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but I love my NBA. I'm just worried about the safety. That's it. Yeah, the I'm safety. Just... Again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a happy. I'm. I'm not going to say my happiness is definitely not over those players' safety because yeah. at the end of the day, they have families too, and you know they they're wearing out certain precautions too, right? They right. when they pay. They, they know they're getting they're getting they're mm. getting their people playing as well, and that supports their family and their lifestyle the way they've been doing it as well, right? So right. they've obviously assessed the situation. They know that they had the choice not to play, 
again, this is what we're hearing from this side. Yeah. They have the choice not to play and, you know, the exorbitance, but we see it as they make tens of millions of dollars. What's it to them if they miss one year, right? That's what we see it as. But to them, it's like, no, that's still my, you know, my, my bread and my butter. And you you scale it up to what, you know, their lifestyles are and their family's lifestyles are. And without those funds, like, what are they going to do, right? So, you know, they I'm sure a lot of them have mulled over the decision, decision whether to play or not. And if they, you know, if they're choosing to play and their families are supportive of them playing, then they're going to go and play, right? Right, right, right. Now, quickly, the Jays coming back. Now, the Jays being rejected from playing within Toronto. What are your thoughts quickly on that? And do you agree with the government's decision for them not to play in Toronto or you disagree? Agree. I mean, I'm a Jays fan as well, but the it's it's the travel in and out. You know, what are the Jays the only... Again, I think I may have... I mean, Sacra, Jays are the only Canadian team, so... You're going to have 30 different teams coming in and out of the country where their testing or their their strictness in their cities are not as strict as Toronto. You kind of lose that whole bubble effect, right? You, 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 you put your city at risk for all the progress that Toronto has made um, over the past, uh, over the past, you know, four, four months. Right. 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 All right, Matthew, we covered so much within almost an hour. Do you want to throw out your platforms quickly in case anyone has any questions for you? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, we're, we're on, uh, we're on uh, Instagram. Um, I'll give you my, uh, my gaming account because I do do some gaming from time to time. And, uh, you know, we're on there. So have, gaming mercy, uh, have Mercy Gaming. At, uh, on, on Instagram, check us out. We just, you know, one of the games that we play and uh, feel free to drop a comment, like, follow, anything like that. And uh, I'm happy to reply to any any uh, any any responses or topics or questions um, if we want to continue the conversation. And I know me and Donovan will be in touch. Yes, of course, of course, of course. And listeners, make sure if you do reach out to Matthew, you just let him know that, oh, I heard you on Donovan's podcast. Okay. Then he'll know, oh, okay, because we don't want no weirdos, you know, reaching out. <laughs> Not that I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> hey, man, if, if they're taking the time to reach out, I'll, I'll, I'm, you know, I'm essentially just like, you know, one of your other listeners, just, you know, happy to happy to be here and happy to kind of support my, my good friend Donovan and, and his radio show and keeping his podcast alive. Um, you know, power to you, brother. Power to you, man. It's so good to get to know you, Matthew. We will have you back in again in the future, and maybe you will update me if you're selected how the Family Feud Canada works out. He's waiting to hear back, and he will. If you want to reach me, Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N, period, L-A-C-R-O-X-I, at Gmail, and Donovan LaCroxy on Instagram, D-O-N-O-V-A-N, Period. Well, not the period. L A C L A C R O X I. Matthew, I gotta thank you, and I wish you the best for the rest of 2020. All love, brother. All love, always. All right, and that is it for another episode published July 23rd, 2020. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs>